Amen. Well, it's good to be here, and the fact that I know Gary, don't hold that against me. And uh, he's a, he's a good brother. Uh, we've done discipleship conferences together and traveled. Uh, if you ever want to go on an exciting, funny mission trip, just go with Gary. Uh, one time we went to Sierra Leone. I think we laughed more than anything. Uh, it was it was just a great time. He's a good brother. I'm going to draw your attention uh, this this morning, this afternoon, rather. Uh, to First Peter, if you're if you have your Bibles, um, we'll be doing. We do a project every year with uh, Baron Crush's Seed, the Seed Line Ministries. We put together about fifty thousand John and Romans. So, seeing all this, man, getting us excited. One of my guys is here. I think he's in the kitchen eating. He he says he hears me too much as it is. So, um, but uh, so First Peter chapter number one. Um, you know, as we look back at the annals of history. Uh, there has been major events that um, uh, that produce major stories that have captured the hearts of Americans. Uh, many of you are familiar with uh, the story uh, the, of December seventh, nineteen forty-one, right when Pearl Harbor was bombed. Uh, we think of November twenty-second, nineteen sixty-three. Uh, Kennedy was assassinated, and here closer to uh, us is, of course, September eleventh, uh, two thousand one, and uh, I. I remember where I was at that time. I was at the church in Connecticut where I was assistant pastor. And uh, we were in the missions department because we heard something was going on, turned the TV on. And uh, there we saw the towers come down um, and so forth. Uh, <clears throat> you know, then my wife was there because she was cleaning at the church. And that's her birthday. So I turned to her and said, happy birthday. So it wasn't too much of a celebration for her. But uh, but these events, rightfully so, produced headlines, stories impacted long-lasting, and uh, forever etched in history. But there's a greater story. And uh, that took place some 2,000 years ago. And, of course, that's Calvary, right? That's his story. And when I use the phrase or the word story, I don't mean a fairy tale. You all know what I mean. It's, it's really an account, right? And, um, and so, but when we think about this story of Calvary, I want us to think at the same time that we are part of the, his story. We are part of this story. And in First Peter chapter number 1, uh, verse number 10, it says, Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy, Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the, desire, the angels desire to look into. Now, of course, during this time, Peter was addressing a group of Christians, as we see in verse number, uh, chapter one, verse number two, they were scattered abroad. There was great persecution. Nero was just causing havoc amongst the church. A lot of things were happening, a lot of death and so forth. And Peter was trying to encourage them and, 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 and think of it this way. He was communicating to them that, um, the persecution doesn't define us, but it does refine us. And what defines us is the hope that we have and our salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so these scattered Christians were part of a, a gospel story that wasn't going to end when they died, but that was going to continue with you and I today. 
And the gospel is God's eternal purpose, the redemption story of God and this on this earth. And it began, of course, in eternity past. And one day it's going to come to a climax. We see in Revelation chapter 5, and this is one thing I love about the Great Commission. I share with my people every every year, especially during our Global Impact Celebration. And that is when you get involved and invest in the Great Commission, it's guaranteed. There's no investor that can tell you you're guaranteed to make this percentage every year. But when it comes to the gospel of Christ, his, the story of redemption, when we get involved, we invest, guess what? It's guaranteed. Here's why we know. Because the Bible says so. We see in Revelation 5, he says, And I behold, and, uh, and lo, in the midst of the throne, the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain, uh, having seven horns and seven eyes. And um, <clears throat> he says, Which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and he took a book out of the right hand, of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four elders fell down and worshiped him. And then you go down to the, the latter part of that verse. And there is, uh, it says, um, uh, verse number, I believe it's nine. It says, thou art worthy to take the book, talking about Christ, to open the seals thereof. Thou was slain and hast redeemed us to God. And here's the, here's the guarantee. By blood out of every kindred, every tongue and every people and every nation. So what you're doing here and what we do consistently through missions, whether it's locally or globally, it's guaranteed. One day you're going to see people who have read these scriptures. You know, we've done it in the Alango language, uh, uh, you know, uh, Swahili, etc. Man, we're going to be able to sit one day around the throne and meet these people. And, and this is something that is guaranteed. This is a story of redemption that we are part of. And what I want to do is just unpack a little bit of this story that Peter talks about. And he says, first of all, it was prophesied. The story was prophesied. And no matter how intense their search or profound their vision, Peter insists that these prophets like John the Baptist, them of old in the Old Testament, um, were prophesying of a, of, a, of a story, of a redemption story, that one day all the world would be have opportunity to partake in. And the prophets prophesied about this message. And a hundred years before Christ ever walked the earth, they talked about this in detail. And believers in the Old Testament um, looked ahead, of course, and the faith of what they would, uh, you know, those two peaks, if you will. You had Mount Calvary and then you have Mount Zion or Mount Olivet. And, uh, and one day to see the return of the glory of God. And, uh, and they talked about the sufferings as we see here. It says they searched diligently who prophesied of the sufferings of Christ. You know, it's interesting and how accurate the Bible is and, and in many ways, but I, I find it interesting that before Jesus came and died, some 700 years before that happened, Isaiah in Isaiah 53 spoke of what would take place. You know, before 700 years before Jesus was born, he said this, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and uh, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Aren't you glad that Jesus died for us? Aren't you glad that he paid that price for us? Even while we're yet sinners, Christ died for you. And I'm glad I didn't have to get cleaned up. I just came and he cleaned me up. And, and he's still cleaning me up, right? There's still a lot of mess here that he has to work with. And But all, not only the sufferings, but the glory. 
They saw the glory of Christ. One day, Him reigning on the throne. We know the, the, the prophecies there found in Daniel, in Daniel chapter 7. It says, There was given Him a dominion and glory and kingdom that all people and nations and languages should serve Him. What a glory that's going to be. Amen? And He's going to be a king that's not going to be dethroned. Amen? He's going to come and it says, And His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and this kingdom that was uh, in his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed that is the story that they prophesied of the gospel story is also to be shared we see that it says it, it, it says unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister these things and and of course you guys are here this is not uh new to you by any means but if our gospel be hid it's hid to them that are lost. Man, we have a responsibility to build bridges to people so that they can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the story we belong to is God's story. It's not our story, but He allows us to be part of that. And I love the fact that, you know, God could do so much without us, but He calls us into partnership with Him. The gospel story is also empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. It says He preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost. You know, it's not something that we could do on our own. It's something that this is why we need to be, uh, we need to die to ourselves and allow the Spirit of God to work in and through us. The scripture says in Acts, very familiar verse, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And it's not just for we could walk around in power. We could say we got the Holy Ghost and man, everything is great, but he's given us something to do something and to witness, to be that witness. Of who? Of Christ. It says in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. We have to do it in the Spirit's power. We can't do it on our own. And, um, you know, and so this story, this gospel story is still being written and we are part of it today. People are still getting saved. People are still being impacted with the God. You know, there's still Zacchaeuses that need to be saved, right? There's still, you know, there, I know Satan wants us to think, well, people are just not interested in the gospel. No, Zacchaeus went to find Jesus. They don't understand maybe the hope that they need and what they need, but they need Jesus. And understand that, you know, just this year, I, I had the opportunity uh, to, re- to lead three people to Christ and all of them were in church. You'd have thought they were a Christian. And they had this wrong thinking about what salvation was. And so when I asked them, I said, are you a Christian? They said, yes. I said, okay, explain that to me. What does that mean to you? And it was not biblical. So I just brought out the Bible, laid it out, and I know it was great. Uh, two of the three were all at a fast food restaurant. One was at Arby's over curly fries. What a way to get saved, man. <laughs> curly fries. The other one was at Culver's and uh, eating um, uh, their, their 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 ice cream. I mean, praise God, man! I, I, you know, and so it was just great, and it was just great to see these young men and uh, just bow their heads in a restaurant and accept Christ as their Savior. Awesome, right? So you say, Pastor Rich, where do you go to win people to Christ? I just go to fast food restaurants. My wife goes, Why do you go to fast food restaurants? You know, you don't need to eat that. I'm just trying to win people to Jesus. Leave me alone, right? And um, but uh, but then she could shut my credit card off, so I got to be nice. But the thing is, is, so what's happening is, hey, you know what? Three people this year in Warrensburg, the gospel story is being still written, right? We want to keep that thing writing. 
right? Sending all these Bibles, man, you're, you're, what are you doing? You're impacting, you're giving tools to missionaries so that story could still be going. We don't want it to stop, right? We don't want it to end because if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. And this is what I love. And I'm just going to point this out here really quick. I won't spend a whole lot of time <clears throat> after this, but it says, he says, which things the angels desire to look into. You know, when I think about the vastness of heaven and the angels desire to look into the gospel story, all that they have in heaven, I mean, they're, they're interested in, in this story. Now, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know if there's, I don't think they're, they're looking through windows in heaven. I mean, it makes good preaching, but the Bible messes up a lot of good preaching. And, um, but, but the thing is, is that, but they're, they're, they're interested in this. And if the angels in heaven, because we know that when one sinner repents, what happens? Man, they have a party, don't they? Right? And if they're so interested in it, and thank God for you guys that are here and sacrificing your time and giving up your time, man, shouldn't we as believers be interested in it as well? They got the vast of heaven, the glory of God. They're seeing the God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. And they're desiring to look into this. Wow. This is such a great story. And God help us and stir our hearts about this story. I mean, everybody has a story, don't they? About when you got saved and at what point you got saved. And you don't, if you don't have a story, you could get a story today. Okay. And how you come to Christ and and the way that he works and so forth. They desire to look in, learning out, leaning out, leaning in. This story started in eternity past. And it's being carried out in history. And it's moving towards that glorious climax. And I can't wait for that day when we're all surrounded by the throne, when every kindred, every tribe, every tongue, every nation, and we're praising our Father. And that, that's going to be amazing. It's going to be, it's, it's just, I, one time I was in, uh, in uh, Brother Randy knows uh, Brother Matthews when I was over there in Zambia and Tanzania. And the, the way, and some of y'all have probably been in these churches. The way that those folks sing, I want to just kind of bottle it up and bring it to the berg and just dump it in. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, man, heaven's going to be amazing. Right? Having all this going on, worshiping the Savior. And we're part of that. It's still being written. The Bible says in Romans, I'm just going to, I know I said I was going to finish in First Peter, so God forgive me for lying. Um, but Romans chapter 1 and uh, verse number 16, it says, for I, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why, it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Listen, today is the day that God is, he's still writing the story today. We, we got a global mission. We got a local vision. We got a global vision as well. It doesn't matter when it, when it is, how big or how small your town is. We are part of a bigger story. So my, so I don't know what that tells me. It helps me to stay humble because my life is not about what Rich is doing. It's about what God's doing through Rich to keep his story going. Right? And really what I'm, what I'm doing, I'm a storyteller. It's the only story that changes lives. 
for eternity. For eternity. And so thank you for doing what you're doing and putting Bibles together. And uh, what, what an amazing opportunity that we have here. And Father, we just, God, want to wanna thank you. God, for saving our soul. Thank you, Lord, for making us whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy grace and salvation, full and free. Lord, I'm looking forward to go to heaven, but I don't want to go by myself. Lord, help me to continue telling this story. And all of us could sit back and remember that day when grace moved in. When we were confronted with our sin and need of a Savior. Mom was in Woolcott, Connecticut as a 10-year-old boy sitting in a, a school chapel service, not paying attention, but God, you gripped my heart. You got my attention that day. And I'm sure every one of us could stand up and talk about that day when grace moved in. That's our story. Lord, help us to continue telling that story. We are part of a bigger story. What an exciting thing that is. God, I pray you bless this church and pastor and, and all the efforts that are taking place today and I pray the machines will continue running. There won't be any breakdowns. And if there is, they could fix it quickly. And we've, we've had that situation happen in our projects and, you know, things broke down. I one year we had, I think we had two cutters break. And a lot of stuff didn't get cut, but it got brought back to Ohio and it got finished up. And so, Father, we know Satan's not happy and he's going to cause all kinds of, try to cause all kinds of chaos and havoc. But Lord, um, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's power. So God, help us, we pray. Thank you that we're part of the redemption story, but help us to continue communicating that. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name.